0: Welcome to the First Seed Fantasy Podcast.
1: First Seed Fantasy
0: Podcast. Podcast. We're here to help you claim the first seed in all your
2: leagues. What's up, everyone? Welcome to another week of First Seed Fantasy. We're here. It is me, Kyle Krajewski, joined by uh, the beautiful duo, first time this summer, Zach Cole and Mike Del Corso. Guys, what's up? What's up with
1: the two of you?
0: Nothing, nothing much. New. No, nothing new. Nothing new. This is it. We're here. I'm. I'm glad all three of us are finally together. Yeah. Beautiful. Happy Still to see.
2: Happy to see your two beautiful faces on screen. Because today we're running through uh, once again another mock draft, but this time we're focusing on the end of the a- end of the draft. So we're kind of we're basically going to team up the three of us. We're going to pick from pick twelve and kind of chat about the options that arise, uh, that show up at the end of the draft here, and and what kind of, uh, I guess, team structure you can look forward to, and how that kind of looks, uh, basically how the draft board looks when you're picking at the end of the draft. So you kind of get an idea of just which players are showing up where and when, and uh, what to look out for. Uh, And without further ado, let's get into it.
1: Yeah, it's, it's really interesting this year. You're going to see um, that top seven almost looks automatic at this point in terms of those seven guys and whatever order they're going to go in. But that back half, eight, and then you could even say all the way going back to eight in the second round is kind of like that actual first round for most guys that they got to figure out what they're doing. So some interesting picks already here. So while we're on the clock here, pick 12 – Again, I'd like to
2: reiterate. I completely forget to do this every single time we start before we start the draft. But this is a PPR draft. Uh, a team format is one quarterback, two running backs, three wide receivers, tight end, flex, and four bench spots. So just a simple twelve-team, twelve-round draft. But we've got, uh, I guess, the highlight there is it's PPR and three wide receivers. And I mentioned that. Cause we're here at the end here, pick 12 at the turn. And uh, guys, quite honestly, I'm feeling double wide receiver here just because of the few guys that are available here. Uh, what, what are your, I guess, initial thoughts?
0: I think two wide receivers is definitely the way to go also, uh, especially when you take a look at the first four names that are on the board here uh, at the receiver position. You can see Diggs, Brown, Devontae Adams, and Amon Ross St. Brown. Uh, I love all four of them this year. I think that the latter two are being slept on a little bit in fantasy drafts, and I think obviously there's a lot of talent in the first round, but I think those guys aren't far from being first-round talents either. So, um, Personally, I really, I really, really like those two, but there's no denying the – the talent level of Diggs and AJ Brown and what they did last year. I think people are a little sour off of Stefan Diggs simply just because he didn't have as great of a season as he did in 2021, in 2022. But you can still see there he finished up as was I'd say the wide receiver four in PPR, yeah, in a better so,
2: year somehow than 2021, but still people feel a little soured on him.
0: Exactly, right. exactly. And mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know if it's the relationship between he and Allen, but it's. People do seem a little bit just off off of digs this year. And but I don't think that's any reason to, to shy away from him. Mike, what do you think?
1: Yeah, no, I, I agree. And it's funny that he had a better season with Josh Allen's UCL. I believe it was with his elbow a little bit banged up during the season. But um, yeah, based off of this draft, I'm kind of leaning the same way you guys are. Um, if you get like those running backs going eight through 12 there with Barkley, Robinson and Taylor, I'm probably going to go receiver heavy as well. I would like to, if I drafted in the back end, have one of the receivers out of uh, Lamb, Diggs, Brown, or even Adams. Um, I would like one of them. But if it's going to go running back heavy like that, I would definitely double down. I'm perfectly okay with going Diggs and Brown here back to back.
2: All right. Yeah, I think I think we're kind of all in agreement that especially I think the highlight for me specifically is this being a three wide receiver rather than just a simple two.
0: Absolutely. And
2: that kind of uh, puts a little bit more emphasis on the, the wide receiver core. So if we get two studs here, uh, let's do it. Stefan Diggs, in the first round and then A.J. Brown in the second. We've got I mean, that's a huge, solid anchor on our roster right there uh and basically we can wait on our wide receiver three uh pending who falls or makes it to us at the end of right. the third right. but we can kind of be feel incredibly comfortable at the uh, the wide receiver position which is healthy
0: yeah, Kyle, I, I know I've been uh, annoying the hell out of you with all the mock drafts that I send you, but um, do we did he do you guys kind of – did it cross your minds at all to go with Patrick Mahomes maybe in that one-two turn there, or are you guys staying away from a quarterback that early?
1: Yeah, I, I've been thinking about it. Me and Kyle, um, I think it was about two weeks ago, we even ran through that scenario of what it would look like if you did go Mahomes in the one-two turn, and I really like the way it turned out. Like, it's, it's a good draft to do it, I feel like, because you're, you are seeing some of these RB1s leak into the third round. And mm-hmm. I think that's what allows you to do it, um, whether your league is like two running backs, receivers or two and three, like we're doing, where receivers are valued just a little bit more. Um, like, if you look at Pollard, Stevenson, um, even Brees Hall off an injury leaking into the third round, like, this would be the year – that I would pull the trigger on going quarterback early so I would absolutely love the idea of of starting off with Mahomes.
2: Yeah, I I'm kind of falling in love with that idea too. Uh I feel like Mahomes specifically just feels safe consistently year after year. So to kind of just have that guy at uh, any position on your roster where you're just like, yeah, uh Set it, forget it, and I don't even have to look at a ranking for that position for the rest of the year. Right, uh, it, It's just incredibly comforting. So I, I'm I, – and as Mike said, we did the uh, the early quarterback draft uh, a few weeks ago, and it was one of those where we're just like, it's not that bad. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's one of those benefits of consistently mocking because then you uh, get a feel for it, get an idea of what those teams could look like. Mm-hmm. Uh, before just diving head first.
1: Exactly. Interesting cool. pick here, guys. What are you What are you looking at here? Double receiver start.
2: Yeah, we're sitting here, two receivers, uh, and staring right back at us is the early QB uh, of Joe Burrow, but he's kind of got a, a calf injury. I think it's yep. still just kind of up in the air. I think there's a lot of optimism with that. So I haven't put too much weight on it yet uh i give it a week and then i'll start worrying um but then we see kenneth walker to get our first running back uh or we could look at wide receiver three here with debo keenan allen and then aaron jones joe mixon as a running back and uh we consistently bang the drum for calvin ridley as well yeah um hmm. what are you guys thinking
0: i think personally i think we Just based on who's here and the injury concerns with some of these guys, I think if we can solidify our three wide receivers in rounds one, two, three, I I think that gives us such a nice uh, comfortable cushion for the rest of the draft where we can kind of take some upside shots on other kinds of guys. So I personally would like to, in this spot lean towards either Debo or Keenan Allen or even Calvin Ridley, if you want to drop down a little bit, but I think the upside on, on Debo and Keenan Allen specifically as your wide receiver three is just ridiculous.
1: Yeah, no, that, that is a, that is a dangerous way to start the draft for sure. And dangerous in a good way. Um, Just having that three headed stack there would be really nice. I feel like, Hmm, I don't know if, if I did go three receivers, what would you guys think? Would it be reasonable to do three receivers and burrow or at that point, what I would be thinking is like three receivers and then snag one of those running backs that still does have like that like top ten value like that right there like Aaron Jones Mixon. in. Um, mm-hmm. You can even look at Kenneth Walker. I know he has a little bit of a nagging injury right now. Um, personally, that's that's what I would do. Like if I was going three receivers here, a hundred percent, I'd probably snag one of those running backs before it gets too late. But what would you guys think about? uh a burrow and three receiver start here uh it's tricky i
2: think i'd be more optim i think i'd feel more positive about it if uh there wasn't a big questionable sign next to him i'm not again i'm not worried about it it's still just one of those it's an injury uh no matter how the way however you slice it but either way i think the three of us are kind of in agreement that we're taking a receiver right
1: yeah
2: Oh, uh, before this 20 seconds runs out. Um, Keenan or Debo? Somebody throw me a name. Ooh, that's a tough one, man.
0: Let's let's go Debo. Beautiful.
2: Yeah, I think, I mean, this is a powerhouse. A powerhouse trio. Uh, oh, my God. And man. Mike said it's, it's dangerous in, in a positive way because now we can just be like, all right, cool. Don't have to worry about wide receivers where the rest of these guys are going to be. Uh, that's all that's going to be taken right here. these next three rounds but we can just sit pretty and look elsewhere
0: well and to to mike's point i i do if come graph come draft time we're looking at this pick and joe burrow some of the questions are a little bit alleviated you know we're we're getting towards the beginning of september I, I kind of like to look at fantasy drafts and in the first couple rounds, really just boil it down to the simple fact of, do I have elite players on my team? And I think mm-hmm. if you can start a, a draft with an elite receiver in Diggs, an elite receiver in Brown, an elite receiver in uh, Debo Samuel, and an elite quarterback in Joe Burrow, I, I think that's an incredible start. And I think this year, more than any, I know Mike brought up the concern of going receiver, 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 quarterback. And com- kind of completely punting running back at this point, but I think in this year's draft, more than any, um, and especially at the end, of the later picks, you can almost punt running back until the later rounds. I think there's a lot of nice kind of zero RB yep. type of guys that fall to you. Um, uh, just in, in from experience, thinking of guys like David Montgomery, thinking of later rounds like Zach Charbonnet, or uh, just just names like that. You know, even like a Camara, James Cook. Yeah, these guys all kind of fall to you in these later rounds at the at the end of the draft. And I, I think that you if you can fill out your bench with these kind of guys later on, I think it really kind of makes you look back and go, okay, I'm I, I have a great floor with with all these receivers and this elite quarterback that I took. And now I just need some of these guys to step up and produce. But all of that kind of comes back to the point where Joe Burrow's questionable right now. And and I think for the sake of the time that we're doing this draft and you can see he's walking without a limp. So he could be back to practice next week for all we know. But I think for the sake of our draft, let's just consider it like he probably isn't going to play in the preseason or whatever. And maybe I think we should look somewhere else instead of, uh, instead of quarterback right now. Are you guys on board with that?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think oh, it's okay. one of those just before we get off the zero RB train. Um, I
0: right, think right, it's right. a
2: very fine strategy as long as you have the, the three, receivers or three other positions to kind of back it up
0: yeah you need uh, and you're not court.
2: just going in here drafting willy-nilly just because you don't want a running back
1: right right
2: yeah I, no i, I think uh, I, I
1: really like that star if you stack if if say burrow didn't have that next to his name and you did want to go kind of with that like zero rb approach i mean in terms of points your team right there golden. Um, I mean, poof, you're gonna you're gonna have one of the best teams to start the year as long as everybody's healthy, without a doubt. And to talk about points like having a top five QB and potentially three, two top ten receivers, maybe a top 15 in, in right. Debo, like that's that's a sick start, man. So in terms of points, there's probably nothing to be afraid of there. I'd probably yeah. cut the line at Burrow. I know Fields and Herbert are like the next two guys there uh Mm -hmm. burrow is probably where i would do it but if burrow goes before i would not reach for like fields or herbert there i'd probably just stick rb but yeah for the sake of the draft like you guys said like if we're counting burrow out for right now um i think definitely at this point we would we would probably snag one of those uh fringe like rb ones that are still hanging around there what do you guys think
2: yeah i'm i agree kind of eyeing both aaron jones joe mixon or Kind of the two that
0: same, uh, I guess. Those are the two that catch in my eye. Yeah, Yeah,
1: Um, I I would count out Walker until I see him on the field. Just knowing what's going on with him, I I would mm -hmm. like to see like what's going on first. I mean, right now, I mean, if I had a choice between Aaron Jones and Mixon, I'd probably lean Aaron Jones. Um, Yeah, I was,
2: I, I was gonna go Aaron Jones just for the point of hasn't had an
0: outside of top ten
2: running back. Yep. Since 2018.
0: And if the uh, argument is that Aaron
2: Rodgers, but
0: I was going to say if the argument's that the, the offense is going to take a step back without Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers was horrible last year. Uh, the, he just wasn't, wasn't running that offense. And I don't think there's going to be that big of a uh, a discrepancy between what Rodgers did last year and what Jordan Love is going to do this year. So I, I think Jones is, is a fine pick in this spot. Absolutely. And we've got our RB one. Mm hmm. And then it makes its way back Ooh.
2: to us. And uh, oddly enough, I see a handful of running backs I really like. And a QB that I really like, but I'll mm-hmm. let you guys kind of chime in uh, where where your eyes are going here in the at the end of the fifth.
0: Hmm. Mike, I want to hear your thoughts. What where, where are you leaning right now?
1: Yeah, so hmm, if I started with a team like this, where I know I'm just getting like high ceiling points out of my all of my receivers, and I'm having a solid RB one that's going to be pretty damn consistent, um, here would not be a bad route to get a quarterback. Like say like the quarterbacks in this draft kind of were a little bit weird. Like Herbert went in front of Burrow, it looks like, and then Fields was like directly after them or directly after Burrow, I would expect like Herbert and fields to possibly make it a little bit deeper into the fifth round, depending on your league. So guys, like, go ahead. ahead. The
2: only counter argument I have to that is thinking like a real life draft. Somebody takes the first quarterback after, I guess the first four then everybody else after that is like, wait a minute, I wanted a quarterback or I should get a quarterback. And then they probably do go this early. Like the rankings probably by default don't say that they're gonna go right away, but just thinking like how any of our live action are even just in-person drafts go or are real people drafts go. You have that human element of like, wait a minute, I need a quarterback now before they're all gone. Well, yeah,
0: you're still right. And to that point, I mean, if we look at just going off of the rankings and the ADP here, if we take a look at the quarterbacks, there's a pretty substantial tier break between yeah. Trevor Lawrence and Dak Prescott. I mean, we're talking about 30 picks here, which is about a three-round discrepancy. Now, you know, like, like Mike was just talking about, it, it could be where we see everyone kind of expedite taking a quarterback and everyone just wants to make sure that they have that base covered, but I... I I like Lawrence in this spot. I mean, I'm a I'm a big Trevor Lawrence guy this year. I think he's going to take a huge step forward, but I, I think it provides us with a positional difference maker. I think we're in the same tier as these other uh, seven quarterbacks that went off the board. If we're taking Trevor Lawrence, and we're at, meaning that we're in that one one a two b type tier of quarterback, um, so I I think one of our picks should probably be Lawrence here. Um, that's that's just my two cents of course if you guys don't agree with that that's fine that's why we're drafting as a team but that's kind of where my mind is at
1: yeah no I, I like that approach you guys kind of opened uh, my mind up to that a little bit just thinking about it because you're right after Lawrence there is a significant tier break um, and I think Lawrence is going to do light years better than Dak will this year being a Cowboys fan myself I think Dallas like really hones in on the run game this year, and I think their red zone touches are going to go to running backs mainly. So, um, yeah, I think I think it is a huge tier break there. Like I said, I think you guys opened my mind on this one. I, I'm definitely okay with going Lawrence here just because it, it's kind of that situation where drafting at the end, you, you probably are not going to see uh, any quarterback in that top ten potential from here on out. Um, so you're kind of just like – hoping to get lucky with a late round QB strat. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I love the Lawrence pick here. And uh, there's some other names on this board as well. Kyle, you mentioned all you right. like a few here. I'm going to snag Lawrence here. I think we're
2: all in agreement there. Uh, yep. The huge tear break kind of sells me on it because it's if it's not here, it's down here that we're taking one. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm not in love with these guys as much as I am with Lawrence, and it would just make me love this team a lot more.
0: No. I think the only name that I'll throw out in there that I I, I haven't really drafted him a lot but I kind of like the idea of him and I think he could kind of return to what he was as Deshaun Watson I think people forget yeah. I mean it's been like three or four years since we've actually seen him play quality football but way back when once upon a yeah look at that we're talking about a guy who was perennially the quarterback five in, in fantasy and he was just doing incredible things in those games so I think that there is a world where we get we we get to see I mean he's only 27 like I, I mean shoot I think I think is Mahomes 27 too you know it feels like Deshaun's been around forever but um, I, I mean these guys are yeah they're both 27 years old you know so like I think Watson's still got a lot in the tank but not to get too far off the point he's just another guy that I do like if if you wait a little bit longer on quarterback
1: yeah, absolutely. And and you guys know me personally, I love my late round QB strategy. So like guys like that is definitely like something I'd keep in mind. And I feel like Lawrence is going with that earlier tier, um, mm-hmm. as we pointed out. So I, I, I really like the pick there. I think, uh, like I said, you guys definitely opened my mind up to it that that's probably a great value that you kind of don't want to let slip, especially at 12 when you know you have no shot. Uh, to get him, if you wait, yeah, yeah, you almost picking late. You kind of have to
2: expect nobody to make it back to you, right? Uh, like we could have even looked at any of these next four quarterbacks and been like, that. there could be a run. Who knows?" Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. Uh, and just kind of getting ahead of that curve is kind of the the key to drafting at any any turn,
0: especially in live drafts too. When people get chirping yeah. and you know, and it, it starts getting on a roll. When you're not drafting against the computer, that can that, it can be dangerous. You can see a lot of guys go off the board back to back to back. So,
1: yep, you, you see one quarterback go, and then you see the dude in the corner go, "Oh no!" Like have <laughs> a little bit of a reaction, and then everybody starts taking them. So you know you know the feeling. All right,
2: pick six or six round pick. What are we What are we eyeing here? Um, I personally, I'm eyeing a running back just because I like the few. They're floating here, specifically DeAndre Swift, James Conner, Alvin Kamara, if we want to take the dart throw, and Rashad White. I feel like wide receivers, it's kind of a a large grouping of tiers from Godwin, maybe down to Deontay. so I just kind of feel safe, not biting on it, and we have three, so we don't even have to look at the wide receiver column.
0: What does tight end look like right now, Kyle? Who's the best up?
1: Dallas Goddard. Hmm. Hmm. I do like me some Goddard this year. Um I'm a little bit weary about Waller. Um, I'm I don't think it's you. a bad pick. But yeah, I'd probably go in the running back direction, as you said, Agreed. Kyle. Those receivers are kind of all bunched in that tier. There's a ton of them that I'm like, I, I would like some over the others, but not enough to take them like a full round ahead of ADP. So I kind of like the running backs here. I I think I would probably hone in on one of them.
0: Yeah, let's take a look at running back again. Got Swift, Hmm.
2: Dalvin Cook, James Conner, Alvin Kamara, Rashad White, and then a a wall of questionables.
1: Hmm. (laughs) I I wish Dalvin Cook was signed to make this a whole lot easier. Um, As you guys probably saw, he just met with the Jets. Um, Yeah. And I hope that does not happen. I mean, that would just – I wouldn't even know how to draft him or Brees Hall at that point. That would be one of the hardest things, and I really hope that does not happen. Um, I don't really think it makes sense for the Jets anyways, unless they're giving, like, Dalvin Cook a bridge deal, like a one-year small deal, but I doubt Dalvin's taking that. So, uh, yeah, I'd pass him up. The running backs here on this list, I probably am leaning towards – um, obviously a Camara is another one of the guys like cook that you're going to have to wait until like the last week in August to decide if you actually want to do it or not. So for those purposes, uh, for right now, I would leave them out of the conversation. Um, yes. probably the running back I'd go here is James Connor. Um, I just kind of like the position he's in. Um, I don't think that football team is going to be very good this year. Um, but knowing, um what, what's going on with james and that he's really the only guy there at this point. I kind of like his position and based off of volume alone I think he'll have like a RB2 kind of floor. So I kinda like him there. All what right you guys
2: just because we were running out of time here. Um let's go Connor.
0: Sounds good. Uh, I'm so not anybody argue else with that? on
1: that running back list that kind of like makes you like not want to miss out on them because for me it kind of isn't but yeah i'm not itching to draft any of these guys
2: um but i it's one of those i like them they're guys that i'm i guess targeting in this range especially with a a zero rb build um or at least a a later rb pick um i think like the four of them swift connor camara white uh and then sometimes i feel lucky I, I try to get lucky with dalvin cook um it's kind of like I, I like them but i'm not i'm not like targeting them if that makes sense
0: i think yeah, Swift. No. i think swift is the home run shot out of this group uh mm-hmm. I, I think he's got the potential to just be really really good or really really bad depending on how sirianni decides to use him in that eagles offense this year uh i mean we've seen different variations of miles sanders over the last couple years so I think he's kind of the home run shot. We've definitely seen the athleticism with him, but I agree. I think that the the volume is safest with James Connor. I think he's I think he's our pick here.
1: Yeah. And and I, I agree as well. Swift for me is like I'm I'm a huge Swift fan. I loved him the past two years. Um it, it, like you said, it's kind of comes down to usage, and that's a hard guessing game to get at, especially when a guy's on a new team at the running back position where the quarterback scores most of the rushing touchdowns. Um, but, yeah, Kyle, if you don't mind quick, can you just pop up Miles Sanders? What was his finish last year? Just curious. Yes. Last year he was the RB 15. 15. Hmm, interesting. See, I, it's hard to say if Swift is going to see the same type of volume um, with the addition of Rashad Penny. Um But if he does, I mean, I kind of like him again right in that James Conner range where maybe his floor is like an RB2 uh, at very worst RB24. So I kind of I kind of like the situation there. But, yeah, if if we're going receiver heavy with a a smash quarterback pick, great value there. I I like Conner there. I'm not regretting it. But on to the next one here.
0: I think not to, sorry, not to dwell on the point here. I think what really kind of capped Miles Sanders, and I don't know whether it was him or whether it was just Sirianni's running back usage, but he didn't get a lot of receptions uh, in in the Eagles offense. I mean, he only had 20 catches last year, which is kind of, I think, what holds him down, uh, especially in like a PPR format like this. Uh, But we saw last year Swift actually had, I mean, he missed a couple games and last year he still ended up with 48 receptions so you're looking at 28 more fantasy points uh he had uh, about two times the targets that um that sanders did last year so i like i said i don't know if Sirianna prefers to give those targets to guys like boston scott kenneth gainwell who are still in the mix in philadelphia or whether it's it was just a matter of sanders not being as capable as he wanted him to be in the pass catching game so like i I think that that kind of plays a big role of what we expect out of swift this year and i think it as silly and as it sounds, I think we're going to kind of need to wait and see on it. And, and, you know, maybe he'll be one of our top trade for candidates. If we're seeing him yeah. come out and get five targets, six targets in that first game, you know?
1: Yeah, no, a hundred percent. And now that you mentioned it as well, I'm not trying to add on, but um, it, it also is a contract here for Swift now. Um, right. So that, as we saw with like guys like Josh Jacobs, Saquon Barkley, like definitely plays a part and these running backs and what they're going to do. So just something to look out for, but definitely. Back here with the seventh round, end
2: of the seventh. Um, Before we get into, I guess, other options, part of me is really leaning tight end uh, right here. Uh, More
1: specifically, Evan Ingram, Pat Frye, and and partially Njoku. Um, I I think – I think we we can't even bat an eye. I think we have to go Ingram here just to have that stack. I do like uh, Fryermuth a lot this year, but Mm -hmm. I think if you have that possibility of a stack, you just don't pass that. You're getting a stud tight end. Um, I think that's a smash pick right there. I was actually going to bring that
0: up before our last pick uh, when we took a peek at the at the running back list and or at the tight end list. I'm sorry, and there was a pretty big gap between Waller and Goddard, and then it was Evan Ingram. And I was hoping that maybe Ingram would make his way back to us, and it worked out beautifully. But that's that's a hell of a stack the two of them together. Because on those weeks when we see when we see uh, Evan Ingram just take a game over and have 15 catches or whatever, however the hell many catches he has. Uh-oh. I broke the screen just trying Uh-oh. to look at a Evan Ingram's <laughs> player card. I think if you just refresh, you should be in business, Kyle. There we, we go. All right. Yeah, I mean, when you when you just take a – I don't know what happened again. I guess, we're, I guess we're out on player cards for right now. All
2: right. No player cards.
0: <laughs> uh, but anyway, to the point that I was making, we saw Evan Ingram have that 130-some PPR point game. Uh, last year, and if you can get Ingram and Lawrence on the same team, when that kind of thing happens, you you win your week. There's there's no denying it. You win your week. So, uh, I think a stack is a beautiful thing at this point.
1: Yeah, that's that's a six star man. You got a QB tight end stack um, that the team is just on the up and up, getting better every year. They just added a new addition in Ridley. Uh, we got two solid volume based running backs. Um, that really are just going to be consistent. Um, and then those smash receivers. So here I'd probably look to either take like a, a, a nice receiver here with a lot of value or I'd mm-hmm. probably protect my backfield here. Um, what are I you was thinking
2: the same. For? I'm, I'm kind of, I guess, more specifically in the running back room. I see James Cook or a handcuffed to Jones and A.J. Dillon. Or we look at
1: Deontay Pickens or Dotson. Hmm. Deontay and Pickens—that's that—that has not changed since like the end of June, if I'm correct. <laughs> that's that's going to be a hard one to to pick between. But if you do add four touchdowns to Deontay Johnson last year, he, he shoots up a bunch. In the rankings instead of wide receiver 30, he's an. I think you just add
2: one t- touchdown. I think you went from, I think the total is
1: like from wide receiver 30 to like 22. Yeah, that's, you know? that's ridiculous. It, and I, I'd bet any amount of money to say that Deontay Johnson's going to at least have one touchdown this year. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know why they're so close. I understand Pickens, but, uh, per PFF last year, Pickens did not have a great, grade wide receiver grade and separation which kind of scares me I, f- I feel like for as of right now he's just going to be that big play receiver kind of like uh mini Gabe Davis um where he's not going to have a lot of volume but he's going to do some crazy stuff some games and some games you're going to want him in the lineup but yeah uh that that conversation I'd probably wouldn't even bad. an would I'd, I'd lean Deontay I don't know why they're so close but uh, yeah running back or receiver here I'd be totally comfortable what, what are you thinking Zach
0: I, I think first off what you said was spot on I was actually just thinking the same thing and I was going to mention that I think we're going to see this guy as a, a big play receiver uh, kind of the Chase Claypool type of guy the I, I don't even know the guy that at the end of the season has like 95 targets and only 45 receptions because they're throwing the ball deep and they're trying to get him out in space uh, the day the day that we're recording this today is thir- Tuesday August 1st there was a a video that came out on Twitter of of him actually going up oh, for a catch over top of uh, over top of Joey, Joey Porter, but Mike, that just spoke to your point though. There was no separation on that route. He had to make a spectacular yeah. a spectacular catch because there was no separation. So to, to me, that doesn't really show that there's a high ceiling for Pickens. And I think Deontay Johnson having zero touchdowns was a complete and utter fluke last year. Um, and I I think he's going to find the end zone again. Kenny Pickett should improve in the offense this year. Everything should be better in Pittsburgh offensively this year, and I think that that is probably going to help Deontay Johnson kind of outperform his current ADP. So to me, I think he's the pick. I think if we looked running back, I think uh, James Cook is a great pick. I wouldn't go handcuff when there's still a a clear cut starter yeah. on the board at this point. Um, but I totally understand right. the the case for it with having Aaron Jones who inevitably does seem to get hurt for one or two games every single year. Um, but I think having a starter that, that gives you higher ceiling. So if we were to go running back, I would say cook. If we're going to go receiver, I would say Deontay.
1: Hmm.
0: I love it. I made the executive
2: decision. Went Deontay. Uh, nice. I know we were kind of all in agreement there. Um, oh, I'm sorry. I mean, let me
0: put my auto draft back on.
2: I, I didn't get to speak my piece, but I think Deontay, uh, has, geez, I am hearing this in my brain right now. Um, sorry. The, the draft board was making it's clicking noise and I forgot to turn it <laughs> off. Um, I think Deontay Johnson has a very real possibility of not just launching over his ADP currently and worst Mm -hmm. case scenario, you're drafting him at his floor and that's not that bad, especially for us here. He's our wide receiver four or our flex player. And I think uh, that's an easy choice for me. And now we are back on the clock ninth round. We have just about our entire starting roster built. We've got four wide receivers, two running backs, tight end and quarterback. So I get I don't want to say we have any needs. I think we're kind of desiring uh an extra running back, but again, mm-hmm. I I'm I'm not itching. Um I'm not I think we can wait. I personally I think we can wait until the next turn. Right. Um but I, I that's my opinion. I would love to hear your guys' thoughts on I guess just running backs or where we what we're targeting at the turn here.
1: Yeah, I'd I'd be thinking the same thing. At this point, um, like Zach mentioned, there was one starting running back left with James Cook. And after that, you're kind of in handcuff territory here. So unless you have – Khalil Herbert would have been the only other one. Khalil Herbert as well. Yeah, my bad. Um, He's another one there. Um, So really, unless you have like an itch for one of these handcuffs that you're absolutely high on, I'd probably wait a little bit longer, especially if it's just two running backs – Um, And I'd probably look to add some depth at receiver again here, um, if possible. But yeah, um, unless your league in front of you is like going heavy running backs, and everybody's kind of jumping on handcuffs and snagging them, then I'd be a little bit worried with maybe just two running backs. But in this case, I don't I don't think we're missing out on any gold here. I think basically, they're all going to be a shot in the dark for the most part, and you're going to have to get lucky. So uh, I, I have no problem weighing on running back again.
0: Kyle, where are you leaning? I, I I don't really have any thoughts right now. I got nothing going through my brain. Personal opinion: I
2: love Zay Flowers. Mm-hmm. Um, he he's my I guess my personal target
0: here. Um, go for it. You don't need to convince yeah. me on that one.
1: Yeah, take him. That that smash pick. We love our rookie receivers here too. We were talking about it
2: in other videos. Yep. Um, yeah, there's Zay Flowers, Quentin Johnston went uh around before, two great Jordan Addison over here, JSN. Uh great values for a uh, huge potential. Um mm-hmm. but yeah, back here, you know what? I, I talked myself back in. I'm looking at our I'm looking at running backs. <laughs> I think I think I just had star eyes for um Zay Flowers. But I just uh, was feeling it, but I guess, quite honestly, just because I, I guess technically there's another starting running back here
0: in, in a cane.
2: right? Am, am I
1: crazy? No, I, or I mean, maybe
0: I I think that's going to be about as close to a three way split as you can get. Um sure. I, I think he and Wilson and Mostert are all all going to get some love, especially because we've seen. Um, McDaniels give love to his former former 49ers guys uh, last year and I, I think people forget they actually both did pretty well their seasons were kind of cut short to injury but um, Wilson and and uh, Moster actually had decent seasons and I think they provide some good value really late on I mean look he was he was RB 25 which is a, a little wild and when you uh Wilson is the other one there Kyle Um yeah but when you look at, I mean, he was RB30, you know, and that's not great value. But, I mean, their ADP is just super low right now. So if you're looking to just throw guys on the end of your bench, uh, I mean, the the two of them are great. So uh, to me, I, I think that makes me worry about just Dolphins running backs in general. So yeah. I, he's, he's not really catching my eye personally. Um, I, I know a guy we talk about all the time, Kyle is Jerick mckinnon I, yes. I think that he is just such a good ppr value at this point and he's the the perfect kind of guy that when connor gets banged up for a week or when jones gets banged up for a week you just throw him in there and he's the kind of guy that could just magically get you 20 points out of nowhere and and you're super grateful for that so that's that's where i'm leaning with this pick but i want i want to hear what mike thinks too no,
1: I, I'm on board. I mean, McKinnon, you just pulled it up RB20 last year and I think obviously that was because of Clyde being non-existent there for a long time with that injury, it's, but it's this bubble. Yep, right here. Yep, that was right a, there a, when he and took over. I I honestly don't think that even with Clyde around this year that he's going to be the featured back anymore. So, um like Zach was saying kind of he was saying the three-way in Miami. I think this in Kansas City is definitely a two-way street, at least with a 1A, 1B. And I think out of all the running backs on the board there, that's definitely going to be my pick.
0: He also kind of falls right in the middle of this next group here, Kyle, of this next ADP group. So I don't yeah. think he would make it back to us. So no, I think if sure if he's not. our guy, I think we got to take our shot on him.
2: Yeah, I think we take him. And... To add on to your point, Mike, uh, Isaiah Pacheco was taken uh, mm-hmm. three rounds prior. I think it's going right. to be kind of a mixum of the two of them. I, I mean, but we saw it in the playoffs where it was McKinnon as the receiving back and Pacheco was uh, the rusher right. um, where they both had involvement. And I, I don't see why they would stray away from that considering they just won the Super Bowl with it um so why why mess with that formula again Mm -hmm. um so yeah mckinnon's uh, in ppr a fantastic late round uh, draft not even a dart throw
1: yeah definitely the pass catching back i didn't even mention pacheco i totally forgot but just in terms of pass catching yeah i I, i'm in 100 percent agreement there all right back here with our final two picks at the 11 12 turn
2: Boy, what do we think here? We've got – I I think – I mean, I think we're staying away from tight end and quarterback unless mm-hmm. either one of you desperately wants to draft a QB or tight end too. Um, yeah,
1: not necessarily.
2: <laughs> um. Does anybody, I, I guess, wide receiver or running back way uh, stand out to you? Um. Mm-hmm. In the wide receiver room, for me, I'll just list a few guys that I'm interested in. Uh, Nico Collins could very well be the wide receiver one in Houston. Um, I'll say his name. And I mean, uh, Robert Woods all the way is invisible on the draft board is also very still much Mm -hmm. in the running and being relevant. Um, Zay Jones getting a little hype in a training camp. I love to see it. Last year was the wide receiver 26. We drafted Trevor Lawrence already. Um, Zay Jones could very well still have a role in this Jaguars offense, um, with the addition of Ridley. Um, and then Michael Gallup, possibly still the uh, Dallas wide receiver, too. Um, even with Cooks there, it's, I, I think he still it has, that, has that relationship and rapport with, uh, with Dak. But would love to hear
0: your guys' thoughts on
2: those guys or any, any other, but anybody else
0: uh just just to throw out uh, one name here that i don't think gets talked about very much across fantasy football period uh he's he's literally the spongebob meme of all reliable uh tyler boyd i mean he's year in and year out like he's the least sexy fantasy player of all time but uh, if you need to throw someone in your lineup if you got buys going or whatever uh, i mean he's a shoe in to get you 10 points in a game. It's not going to be pretty. It's going to be four catches for 40 yards or, you know, 45 yards, whatever it is. I know that doesn't add up to 10, but it, that's that's what Tyler Boyd does. He's not going to get you 30 points in a game. He's not going to get you, uh, you know, and he doesn't uh, bust hardly ever. You never really get a zero out of him either. But it, he's, I think, the kind of guy that you'd like to throw on your bench late on later on in a draft like this just because you know – It's not going to be pretty, but he's going to get you points and he's not going to lose you a week.
1: Yeah, no, that's and that's all you need, really, is you're looking at this guy at this point for guys that are fillers that are going to help you maintain uh, your record throughout the fantasy season, patch up the injuries, stuff like that. And why not? I mean, you look at the team as well. The past two years, you've had injuries to either Jamar or T Higgins in either Mm -hmm. year so. I mean, he's going to see an increase in volume, even if it's a little bit, um, and it won't be a bad flex opportunity at all. So, um, yeah, I I was liking Boyd there, Um, uh, and and we did talk about this in previous videos as well, Kyle, um, just that we love the rookie receivers, not to be scared of them. So like guys like Jonathan Mingo are on the list there um even second year dudes uh romeo Dowds, and then if you go down a little bit you also got the rookie um jalen hyatt i believe is how you pronounce it yep. um from the giants um the giants it, that it's a little bit more tricky over there because they really have how many receivers that are all kind of the same kind of dudes <laughs> and all slots yeah <laughs> sterling Shepard. um uh, who, who am I forgetting There's so they, many guys there
0: Paris Campbell, they signed Cole Beasley I Paris think. Campbell,
1: Cole Beasley Darius Slayton, Jalen Hyland uh, Wandale Robinson You know the list goes on um, It's just absolutely ridiculous Isaiah Hodges was the hero last year um, So like yeah Giants receivers I mean Good luck trying to take that one For all we know Sterling Shepard Could see 100 targets this year and be the guy, but, um, that's not something I'm going to gamble with, but yeah, I, I like Tyler Boyd. I like, um, maybe a shot in the dark with Mingo. Um, but here is really where you're, you, you are taking a shot in the dark. And I even like Nico Collins. Um, like Kyle mentioned as well, I'd be okay with taking oh, any one of auto <laughs>
0: Yeah, I, I think uh, I think we've all dropped some names. So Kyle, I, let's just default to you. Who do you who do you want to take with this pick? I don't. You don't need to make either of us happy. Who who are you feeling? Take it away, here? Kyle. Uh, Nico Collins. Okay, love it. I'm happy with that. And then for our last pick here, what do what do we think? And I mean, I know that we talked about receiver a lot, and I think that's kind of where the value lies right now, but. I don't think a running another running back would necessarily hurt our team composition. We're looking at six receivers uh, to only three running backs. And especially since we waited on running back a little bit, I think we could uh, maybe use another guy just to kind of bolster our, our core a little bit here. Um, two names that kind of stand out to me. The first is Devin Singletary. I, I think Houston intentionally brought him in to maybe uh, take some of the burden off of Damian Pierce. They were, they, Excuse my French, they ran the shit out of the ball with Damian Pierce last year, uh, like yeah. like to the tune of 25, 30 carries a game. But um, I, I think we could see Singletary take over a bigger percentage than I think people want to admit. And the other guy is Kendra Miller, uh, the, the rookie for the uh, New Orleans Saints. I think if we see Alvin Kamara have to miss time, Jamal Williams is more than capable of carrying a full workload. But I think in that situation, we're going to see Kendra Miller pick up a, a bunch of meaningful snaps as well. So like like we're talking about, end of the bench, these are the kind of guys you want to swing for upside on. And I think that uh, those two guys provide a, a, a pretty good amount.
1: Yeah, I agree as well. I, I, I like Kendra Miller too, just because I don't think Jamal Williams is going to be the guy that is going to be a three down back at all. So I think he'd step it right in and maybe a 50-50 there. Um I also love Singletary, too, uh, like you mentioned. Um, Devin Singletary was an absolute animal um, as a running back for Buffalo. He just never saw the volume to actually give you fantasy value Yeah, poor guy, um, and they just never ran the ball. Um, but, yeah, a lot of interesting names on this list. I'm going to point out one guy that I am a little bit higher on just because of some camp news, to be honest, and that's Tank Bigsby. Yeah, Um, I'm pretty high on him just because I am not the hugest, not the biggest fan of, let's say, uh, Travis Etienne. So I I, I don't really love Etienne in that offense. And I think he could provide a spark if anything were to happen um, and step into a really good offense compared to all of the other running backs that we're looking at on this list are really on some bad football teams. And I tend to stay away, if I can, from running backs on bad football teams. Just never tends to really go the right direction unless you're CMC for all those years. Um, But, yeah, I I would probably go Tank. Like Zach said, this is kind of just a shot in the dark with these running backs here. There's nothing special about any of them, really. But I kind of like Tank just for the position he's in, being the RB2, that he could potentially step right in if something were to happen and be a guy on a good football team seeing a lot of volume.
0: I like Mike, tank as well.
1: You've sold me
2: Tank it is for our nice. final
0: pick. Nice, nice, nice.
2: And there what it is. Team. What a team, as, man. As the draft finishes, 12 rounds, three wide receivers start, and this looks incredible. Uh mm-hmm. it's crazy to think that Deontay is our wide receiver four in our flex. Uh, I think that's incredible value. Yeah. Um and that Our flex could even be Zay Flowers. Um, Wow. Diggs, Brown, Debo. That
0: is a beautiful start. That's a a power three right there. It really is. Mm -hmm.
1: Other than maybe somebody that went quarterback in the first three picks, I can't see anybody matching that firepower of those top three. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not in terms of points. Maybe consistency with the running back picks uh, in the middle there and stuff like that, but definitely not points. So, oof. And to stack a stack of quarterback tight end, man. That's that's looking like a, a playoff team right there. <laughs> Very yeah. injuries,
0: but that is that's a beautiful squad. We will be affectionately known as the team twelve Jaguars since we have three of them <laughs> on our team. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the three Jaguars.
0: <laughs> hey, I am you may okay as well do it that. on
1: good football teams, you know. Absolutely. Yeah, and all
0: right.
1: I want to bring up one point quick, Kyle. You got it. In the in the first few rounds here, so I think without a doubt, we all love that start. I don't think anybody could hate that start, to be honest, what, what we have there. What would make you change from that? So we kind of based off this draft where we saw Barkley, Robinson, and Taylor go. Um, and, and I had even mentioned like, say you didn't see those running backs go, say if Diggs went instead of let's say Jonathan Taylor. Um, with everything that's going on with him. Say A.J. Brown wasn't there either. Um, If you had those running backs there, would the draft look different? And kind of how would you approach it if everything does go to ADP this year, which is like wide receiver heavy? Um, How would you approach it differently, you think? I guess the one thing that would have changed it big
2: time is if any one of Diggs or Brown weren't there. I probably would have gone Chubb um mm-hmm. whether it be Diggs Chubb or Brown Chubb um right I I think the two the duo of Diggs and Brown was just too clean for me uh mm-hmm. and maybe DeVonte Adams I just think I have the two of them a, a bit above um but then Chubb could be a top 5 running back this year as well um I think that's, for me, probably the biggest one. If it weren't Diggs and Brown, it probably would have looked a little bit differently, whether it's I'm taking Chubb or maybe even Lamb. Uh, But the fact that it was the two of them uh, just kind of sweetened the deal and made it look a lot more appealing.
1: Yeah, no, I'd agree, too. I don't think uh, much would have changed there, but if those wide receivers were gone, I'm probably going to take one of the running backs at that point. Um, since it would be so little. And and you may even see, like, uh, I I believe Chubb would be there, but even if he's not, like, still Derrick Henry wouldn't be the worst pick at all. Um, So, yeah, I I would love to go one and one if that wasn't a possibility, what we did here. But what we did here, gentlemen, oof, send me the money. (laughs) Send me the money. I,
0: I I think the late round pick is a really hard spot to go. Uh, running back, running back. Uh, I, I think it's doable, but I, I don't think you're going to be necessarily happen, uh, necessarily as happy as you are with this team if you do start running back, running back. When you're looking at Debo as potentially your, your first wide receiver or maybe if Metcalf slides, that's your first receiver. I think that that uh, kind of high variance receiving core is really going to lead to some issues throughout the season. So uh, to me, I think that your best options are to go hero RB, And go with a guy like Saquon, Bijan, Jonathan Taylor, Chubb, those guys, and then fill out receivers afterwards or to go just receiver heavy like we did here. So I think those are the two best strategies to kind of just sum this up for the later round picks uh, in in your fantasy draft.
1: Yeah. And and take a look at it as well. That second, third round there is being dominated by running back. So. If you can get them early like that and just solidify two top tens and even Debo that could crack the top fifteen easily with a healthy season, I mean that's that's a that's a great team right there. Yep. Love it. It's a fantastic squad. All right.
2: That being said, oh I just turned myself off. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in. Before we head out, I do want to say um as part of me just toying around with a bunch of stuff, we've added a fun little, I guess, like draft order randomizer tool to our website. Yes, uh, it's nothing. It's nothing special. Um, I say that, but both Zach and Mike love it. Um, I love
0: it. Absolutely. But
2: uh, basically, it's if you just need help uh, just figuring out your draft order, it's basically if you go to firstseedsports.com, it's a uh, you enter your league mates names, hit randomize or randomize three times, and it will spit out a a randomized list. Uh, but underneath that it also lists out a bunch of other ways that you can, uh, decide your draft order. If you are struggling to figure out how to do that still, um, it's August and your league mates are probably itching to find out where they're drafting at. Mm -hmm. Um, so just something to look at. Um, and then as always, Use code first seed on Underdog. Um, first deposit match up to a hundred dollars. Um, it's basically you just use the code on your first deposit. Put in a hundred, you get another extra hundred to play around with.
1: Pretty cool. Um, Join up, us in those weekly winners. I'm the sure the weekly
2: winner. We all have a incredible, field, so. incredible draft thing that they've got going on right now. It's basically a uh, a best ball draft that you draft for season long. Uh, but every week they are uh, granting a winner um, mm-hmm. and saying like, oh, you win $10,000 because you had the highest scoring team that you drafted in August. Um, it's pretty cool. So check it out. Use code first FirstSeed uh, and meet us in there. And Zach,
1: Mike, it's a pleasure drafting with you. As always. Always a good time. Next week. Next week sounds good. It's it's crunch time, man. It's crunch, crunch time. time. Hopefully we get some Dalvin Cook news uh make the board solidified <laughs> next week, you know. Hopefully.
2: Hey. All right. Thanks for tuning in everyone.
1: Thanks for listening to the First Seed Fantasy podcast. Till next time. Till
0: next time.